Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. We are in the season of Pentecost, and I am so thankful and so happy for Pentecost. I mean, Pentecost means the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, minds, in our lives. What would we do without the Holy Spirit in our lives? You can have a lot of talents. You can have a lot of knowledge. Maybe you have studied a lot. You know the Lord in your life. You have celebrated Easter, you have celebrated the dying and the resurrection of the Lord, but you need Pentecost, my friend. You need the power and the anointing of God in your life. Without it, we can do nothing. We need that presence. We need Him working in us and working through us. As an evangelist traveling around the world, I tell you honestly, I would not dare to go to another place. I would not dare to stand on a platform to preach the gospel if I would not know that the Holy Spirit is with me and that he is working through me. He is the one that is speaking. He is using my mouth and my tongue. If it was not for him, my words would just be empty. They would maybe be filled with wisdom. Maybe they would be filled with such an eloquent way of speaking, but yet without the power of Pentecost, my friend, it would not change anybody. It would not bring everlasting change in the hearts and the lives of people. It's the power of Pentecost that makes all the change. And you know, for me, I celebrate Pentecost every day of the year. I don't know about you, but for me, every day it's Easter. Every day it is Pentecost. Yes, even every day is Christmas for me. I know that is a different kind of holiday, but I tell you, if there was no Christmas, no birth of the Savior, there would be no Easter, there would be no Pentecost. So I tell you, this is very important to celebrate it daily. But on the other hand, I am so very thankful that we have those seasons of the year that the Lord wants us to remember especially, and that we can go to the teaching of these very important subjects that we must be reminded of. And we do this yearly, but of course, as I say, we do it daily. But on the other hand, we do it yearly that we stand still and we really get into it to these different celebrations and why we celebrate it and what it means for us and the impact it has upon us. So I look forward to celebrate this season, even though I celebrate Pentecost every day of the year. I mean, I don't just want to have the Spirit of God during the Pentecost season. I want to have it 24-7 every day of the year. But on the other hand, I'm excited when we go towards Easter. I'm excited when we go towards Pentecost, that we can especially focus on it and teach it. I would just like to go to a famous part of Scripture that we always read during this time, and of course, it's the book of Acts. It's chapter 2, and we're going to read those very famous verses, verses 1 unto 4. And it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all 
filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the day of Pentecost. I just want to take this moment to thank you and to praise you, Heavenly Father, to praise you, Jesus the Son, that you send the Holy Spirit to us. And we don't read anywhere in the Bible that he has departed from this earth, that he has left us, but he is still here today, working, filling hearts, changing lives, oh, opening, revealing Jesus to us, giving us that great revelation that we must be born again, doing the work in us, oh, to be born again through the Holy Spirit. It's so wonderful. And I just want to thank you for it, Father, that there will be a mighty wind today. Oh, Lord, that there will be a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit, especially in this very season of Pentecost and this very season of crisis in the world. Oh, there is a big crisis going on, but hallelujah, Lord, you have given us Pentecost. You have given us the Holy Spirit, and he is with us. And Lord, I'm so thankful that in these days he is working mightily, and I believe it. Oh, that it will be even more so in the days to come that a whole new generation will be filled and baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Let it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. How absolutely necessary is the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. It is not possible for us to promote the glory of God or to bless the souls of men unless the Holy Spirit shall be in us and with us. Oh, I tell you, those that were assembled together in that upper room, they were all men of prayer. They were all men of faith. But even though they had prayer and even though they had faith, they needed the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They were all men of experience. I mean, they were preachers of the word themselves. They were workers of miracles. They had endured trials and troubles. They were in the company of their Lord, of the Lord Jesus, for so many years, for so much time. And yet they needed that outpouring of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Yet even experienced Christians, oh, listen to me, my dear listener, even if you're an experienced Christian, even if you know the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, you need that anointing, that flowing, that life of the Holy Spirit in you. And it needs to be flowing daily. It needs to be a burning, oh, a consuming fire inside of your heart, inside of your soul. Oh, hallelujah, my dear friend. It's not the days that Pentecost has died out Pentecost is not the newest church. It was the first church that there was on that day when the Spirit of God was poured out and 3,000 people came to salvation. That was the birth of the new church, and that new church is still here today. Oh, so many other churches have come and movements through the years, but you know, it is the Pentecost church. And then I'm talking about those Christians that are truly born again through the miracle of Pentecost because of the blood of Jesus, of course, because of his suffering and his death and his resurrection. Yes, it is all because of Jesus, and it is because of Jesus. 
that we can also receive the Holy Spirit in our lives. But it is the work of the Spirit, my friend, that makes us to be born again. Jesus himself says it, and he declares it in John chapter 3. He says, you must be born through the Spirit. What is born through the flesh is flesh, and what is born through the Spirit is spirit. We have the fleshly life, the natural life, but we need the spiritual life. And that's not just by our faith in in accepting it. It is by a work that is done in us through the Holy Spirit. We cannot do without him. So there were the apostles. There were the 70 evangelists, those honored women that had served the Lord in his time here on earth. And they had given to him from their substance. And they were honored women that loved the Lord. But, you know, all these people, be it apostles, be it evangelists, be it those, those faithful and devout Christians in those times that followed Jesus, they needed the Holy Spirit. And that's why the Lord said, he gave that, that commandment. He said, go into all the world. He said, preach the gospel, lay your hands upon the sick, they will recover, cast out demons, etc., etc." But he said, before you do this, before you do this, You need to go to Jerusalem and you need to pray and you need to wait until you have received the power from on high. Oh, my friend, we want to do so much for the Lord, but we need to receive power from on high. We cannot do the work of the Lord without the power of the Lord working it through us. Oh, that is the whole secret. Hallelujah. And so even though these people... They were studied in the Word, and they knew the Lord personally, and they were workers of miracles, but yet they were obedient, and they waited in that upper room for that moment, that moment which came 10 days later after the Lord had ascended, and they were filled in the Holy Spirit, and it came in the appointed time of the Lord. This is very important. You know, we don't dare to open our mouth We don't dare to testify of the mystery of Jesus until the anointing of the Spirit has come upon us and has blessed us from above. And the Lord wants to do the same for you. I believe it not just for preachers and teachers, for prophets and apostles and evangelists. I believe it for every believer. If you want to share Jesus and the mystery of the gospel with your family, with your friends, oh, you can do it in the flesh. And maybe you can come far and maybe you can persuade some people. But I tell you, it is the Holy Spirit that makes all the difference. Oh, maybe you are not a preacher like me or like others, but yet that does not mean that it's not the Holy Spirit that is working through you. You need the Holy Spirit speaking through you. I think if all of us would stand up And the way I'm preaching now, start to talk to our family members, they would think we are so strange and we're so weird. But you know, they will sense the presence of God in your words. If you just very simply start to speak, but you're doing it through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That makes all the difference. It makes the difference for me as a preacher when I'm on the mission field. It makes the difference for you as a believer as you're just simply sharing the gospel with your family, with your co-workers, your students around you, or when you're just sharing the gospel, the story of Jesus, but through the unction, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Oh, 
I think these days we have come to trust so much on our well-adjusted machineries. We have become so trusting upon our committees and upon our plans and projects. And we even get all these advertising agencies and other kinds of uh, wisdom that we get from the world as they are specialized in certain areas that we can use to build the church. But we have become so trusting upon these things instead of upon the Holy Spirit. And as I said, you can come very far with these human talents. You can come very far if you involve these people that have maybe their whole life studied how to advertise or how to get money inside. Oh, maybe you can use them and it can help you to build the church. But my friend, don't trust upon these things. It is a work of God. It is a work of the Holy Spirit. There's such a difference here. Maybe you are blessed in the church with someone who has substance, who is a good giver, who knows how to multiply money. Oh, blessed are you for that. But yet don't count on those human talents and all that wisdom in all those banking ways to get the money for the church. You need the Holy Spirit, my friend. Maybe you have someone that is good in advertising. Oh, praise God that you have someone that's good with talents to do the uh, all those, uh, I don't even know how to call all those different social media things and, 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 and promotional things, how you can get people to come to your events. But my dear friend, don't become dependent on those things. Let us always be dependent upon the Holy Spirit. Oh, that makes such a difference. Again, I'm not saying you cannot make use of all these different talents that God has maybe brought in your ministry, in your church to bless you. But you know, if that's all you're left with, if that's all you're depending on, and you're not trusting upon the Holy Spirit anymore, then you have lost your way. Then you need to get back on your knees to pray and to ask the Lord and seek his face and say, Lord, if you don't go with us, we don't want to leave this place. Oh, Lord, I can have a church that's filled to capacity. But if it's not through the working of the Holy Spirit, if you are not there moving upon the hearts of men, if you are not changing lives for eternity, then I don't want to have any part of it. Oh, my friend, I cannot stress enough how important it is to work through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and especially also the young generation or those that have been maybe waiting for a long time upon a movement of God, and it has not come. So now you are using other ways and means, and you're no longer expecting the working of the Spirit in your ministry, in your life. Oh, my dear friend, oh, get back to the altar. Get back to your knees. Oh, cry unto the Lord. It may be take a little bit more time, but he is coming. He has appointed a time to visit you. He has appointed a time to move and to bring a change that only he can bring. Hallelujah. We need the power of Pentecost, and it needs to be a fire in us. It needs to be a life, oh, a life filled with this life. Oh, that we are alive with the Holy Spirit in us. You know, give up yourself. Oh, give up your own labors. 
Oh, I'm not saying don't work anymore, but don't expect it from your own labors. Don't expect it from your own wisdom. Don't expect it from all those talents that are in your church. Oh, use it all to the glory of God, but lift up your hands and say, Lord, if it is not for the working of the Holy Spirit, then I don't want to have any part of it or any doing with it. We need you, O Holy Spirit. I would like to continue this message, and I would like to follow up in the next part on the season when the Spirit of God was given. I'm talking about this season of Pentecost. It's something we celebrate yearly, but there are also these seasons in history. And there was this specific season, the first time that Pentecost was poured out on this earth, on this world, on those believers, and the impact it had. And you know, the Holy Spirit has never left. The Holy Spirit is always at work and working. But yet, there are particular things that you can recognize in the season that God has chosen to do extraordinary and supernatural things. And in the next part, I just want to go deeper on those parts, those things that we can recognize as being the season of God, the season of the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something exciting. I see those things in our days again. Oh, I have seen them when I was a child. I've seen them. Oh, pockets of them around the world as I traveled around the world. I've been in great revivals and I've seen great seasons of outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But I tell you, something is brewing. Something is happening right now, and I want you to be in it. I don't want you to miss it, what God is about to do and doing and about to do in this world, and you can be part of it, my friend. Oh, Father in heaven, I'm praying for my listener. Oh, I pray right now that you will move their mind and their heart. Oh, that you will just gently blow over them and that they will feel, Lord, this is a special season, a special time that is coming right now of a multitude of harvest, Lord. Oh, a great harvest, a great, Lord, number of souls that will be saved in this season that we are in and that is starting right now. And it's all because of the working of the Holy Spirit. Oh, mighty wind of God, blow, Lord, blow over my listeners, but also blow in this world and let us be part of this wonderful revival and harvest of souls in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 